Welcome, listeners, to this episode of the WIP12 podcast. I am Kyle of at least your experience, maybe, with military <laughs> orders and steel phalanx. I'm here because I wanted to have a couple conversations. I've got a friend who has been into Infinity for the last couple of years, and he's done a great job building his community. And that's what I wanted to talk to him about. So, Chris, would you introduce yourself? Hey, thanks, Kyle. Really appreciate you inviting me uh, for the interview. Um, so my name is Chris Morgan. Um, I go by and low he spoke in Infinity and pretty much every single game I play or social media, etc. So um, if he's that's how you'll find me. Fantastic. Welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm very excited for this conversation. This is my debut as a host for Whip mm-hmm. 12. So it'll be a, an adventure and I'll probably stumble through a bunch of things and screw it all up first. So, you know, yeah. maybe this episode will never make it to air. <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, so why don't you just tell us how you got into Infinity? Um, yeah, so I uh, have a group of friends. I was playing a lot of board games with card games, all that kind of stuff. And um, one of my close friends, Paul, um, he told me about this game he'd been playing for a couple of years and he was just hooked on it. And um, he thought that I would really like it. I love um, real-time strategy games. I love chess, all that kind of stuff. So I love magic, um, card games, you know, deck building. So um, he had me come along to a few sessions. I watched people play. Um, I started reading online. I started you know, digging around an army, even though I had no idea, you know, what the stuff meant. Just, yeah. oh, cool, keywords. And um, I loved what I saw. And um, this was all back in uh, 2018. So that's how I started with Infinity. Fantastic. I think that's around the time I met you too, because Paul had mentioned. Exactly. uh, Yeah. Paul Paul was just telling me how you were uh, the guy kind of kicking his ass and you'd been uh, starting with him. So um, that was uh, when we started kind of hanging out. So it it was great to meet you. Fantastic. All right. And so what is it about Infinity that you really enjoy? Uh, You know, you, you have strategy, but is there anything in particular about the game itself? One thing I love about Infinity and um, any game I really want to spend time with is personality. And uh, I love um, if a game has a bunch of different ways that you can express yourself, if there's a bunch of different ways to win, if it's just like the three best net decks battling it out together, that's not really fun for me. So um, I love in Infinity how everyone has um, you know different favorite factions and then how you can play those factions totally differently. And then there's all the missions and then there's all the tables and just all that kind of variation and the strategy and the tactics coming together, which again, I love chess. I love real-time strategy. I love that kind of stuff. So um, the, the um, absurdly high skill ceiling, I really love um, any game. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been playing chess since I was a boy and I love the idea of like, if you keep spending time with a hobby, that you'll just kind of continuously, hopefully, at least get it, you know a little better at it. Um, so I, I I really enjoy that about Infinity. Yeah, definitely. That's that's great. I know I have had I had a very good run there for a few years, and then my kids were born in pandemic, and I had <laughs> this pretty steep decline in my uh, skill and practice. But I I think I'm coming back. My last uh, tournament showing was not so great, but over the summer I did pretty well. So we'll yeah, see yeah. how it goes this summer. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what factions have you played? What are you looking forward to? Just give us a rundown. So, um, when I was starting infinity, I was talking to 
Paul and you about the, um, you know, what were the factions that weren't played as much? I really like doing unusual stuff. I love playing the wacky off meta stuff. And um, Paul, knowing that I like tricky and that kind of recommended Hawk to me. And um, I also just being kind of like a lit nerd, you know, loved Steel Phalanx when I was looking at it, but you played Steel Phalanx, so no, no need to double down. Um, and then uh, he was also interested in Toha, but Paul kind of politely dissuaded me. He's like, Toha's really great and they're really strange, but some people get bitter when they lose to Toha. And I was like, okay, I don't want that at all. Um, so I went with Hawk and I, I did a long time with Hawk. And then um, just focusing on, you know, trying to stack modifiers. Um, my buddy's playing um, like Pano and Eugene and having just strong Overwatch. And how do you use, you know, one wound BS11s against that? And the answer is actually impersonators. Right, <laughs> um, right. Unbelievable. Then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I moved to Deshot. What I, what I loved about them was um, I, I just at the end of my Hawk experience discovered Maggie and I was like, Oh my God, it's like playing a new faction within Hawk having a, a shooting platform. And, um, you know, Deshot had Maggie and Deshot had Hunza kits. So, um, and, and Deshot had Libertos and two of them. So jumped into Deshot, um, took a long time to discover the Rushina. I knew it was there and I knew it was quote unquote good, but it took me a while to actually get it on the table. I was just massing games of McMurder and Saito. Yeah. Um, but then, then just the Rushi is absurd and then like unlinked it's absurd and in links it's, it's even crazier. Um, I finally made my way to Toha and Spiral and I realized that they're just in a lot of ways, um, a stronger, easier to play version of Hawk. Um, it's like, oh, your impersonators have two wounds now and mates and, and, uh, bombs are, are dumb. End game is silly. Um, not having to worry about irregular orders. Um, it, it, it's, I love Toha. Um, I love the idea of coming at people sideways. I don't want to just like arm wrestle a person. Um, I love the idea of like Hawk, you know, trying to stack modifiers, trick people, do hollow tricks, combat jump, all that kind of stuff. And Toha, though it's a lot on the table, it's still, it's still tricky. And I, I love that about them. And yeah. then lastly, I made my way to just recently still phalanx and i finally came to play the I, I i love smoke i love cc and steel phalanx is just charging a bunch of odd guys into the opponent's base and using smoke and cc and um it's it's been a pleasure playing them and they're so though i found toha very similar to hawk um there, there was almost no time at all to adjust like play style to pick them up steel phalanx was just radically different you know all units are on the table, you know, nothing's camo, nothing's hidden. Right. Um, you're all in a deploy. You're marching fairly across the table. Like when I play Hawk, I'm just across the entire table like a spider, but Steel Phalanx is just so opposite. But then, you know, you you win face-to-face -face rolls and you have armor and you have wounds. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, the, the timing of that is really fantastic because I've been, you know, looking to branch out. I play a lot of Pano and, and yeah. Caliph and Steel Phalanx is sort of been a mainstay for me and mm -hmm. I'm just starting to paint all of the Hawk stuff I got for Deshat and looking at what I've got there and some of the models I have just, you know, because I buy too many models and yeah. put them together. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I only need to get so generous. Right. I only need to get a dozen things and then I've got assassins. So I might as well just do that. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's where I'll be I'll be next to shot and maybe assassins. Uh, fantastic. I love it. Uh, so 
what we're really here for, and it's wonderful to get to know you uh, for our listeners, I'm sure. But we do want to talk about community. So the reason I asked you here is because you have, uh, at least from my perspective, what I've seen is you've put a lot of work in to create a community in Livermore. So for those of our listeners outside of the Bay Area, the Bay Area is a very large metropolitan area around the San Francisco Bay. And Livermore is on the eastern side of that. And so my community is you know, 45 minutes, an hour north of you, Santa Cruz is hour-ish south of you. And so you're kind of right in the middle of those two big areas and you've created this community. I I mean, I see when I go to events that you put on, there's a dozen, 16 players there. And so it's a, it's a good size. Uh, So how did, uh, I don't know, just give us a rundown of the timeline of that community and how it started. Absolutely. Um, so it all began when I just started playing Infinity and I, I made a Facebook thread and it was just you, me and Paul. And I yep. named it, you know, uh, Chris is a noob. And it was just me bombarding you guys with all my you know silly questions as I was learning the game. And then um, as I convinced, you know, a handful of my friends to play, you know, I, I was I gave them the the uh, the cell. Yeah, um, the, the the hard sell, and they they were like, let me check it out, and they they loved it too. So I, I brought in a handful of people, added them all to the Facebook chat since I was just only a couple months ahead of them. So um, we got to you know share all of our uh, noob lessons as we learned, and then um, as they uh, brought in some of their friends and coworkers, uh, we we kept on adding them to the chat, and then. Um, after about like a year of playing and just messing around casual games, you know, learning the game, um, you know, overcoming analysis paralysis, which is still to this day, you know, something I, I, I work against, but, um, you know, we were ready for, for tournaments. And then when I started going to tournaments, um, I was really blessed that I've had, um, so many wonderful people I've been paired against and people I've met and talked with. And basically, um, if I had a great game with an opponent, um, I would reach out to them afterwards and find them on Facebook, friend them, have some conversations with them for a while. Um, if, you know, I, I felt like things were, were going well, I would uh, ask them and if they wanted to join the chat, I'd just plug them in. And so uh, eventually it started as, you know, just um, a bunch of new players within, you know, four months of each other kind of starting the game. And then it became, um, you know, adding on uh, people from the tournaments. And the, the running joke we have is uh, that we're the garage meta because we were just playing in my, my horribly dim lit, um, you know, scary apartment um, surrounded on all sides by people, garage, where you can only see like a third of the table. But for a lot of us, it's how we learned to play Infinity. And um, uh, so we became like the garage meta and friends as kind of, you know, like a tongue in cheek kind of thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we have a, a really nice mix. We got people who um, are winning tournaments. We had people who are new to the game. Um, if you bring new people in, you know, add them. If we find people who are just starting, we try to encourage them to come on in and kind of, you know, begin the journey and, and give them tips and all that. Um, when I was first starting, I was um, really taken back by how nice the community was. I had different people reaching out to me, asking me about the game, asking me if I were trying certain units, what I thought, um, had I learned anything, et cetera. And I just love that. And, uh, you know, try to carry that forward. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't care about what your level of play is. I just want people who love the game, people who you'd have an enjoyable game with like a gentleman's match, uh, both sides working together to have a, a, a great match. Um, 
we, we really try to share as much information with each other as we can. So we have cutthroat games, but we'll call those out kind of ahead of time, like tourney prep, but otherwise uh, a lot of conversations on, you know, hey, right there, you know, this is how it played out. But man, I was just really terrified that you were going to push that boarding shotgun around the corner behind my sniper and hunt my cheerleader, you know? So um, once things kind of clear up, a lot of us will just go back and forth and share like just, hey, between you and me, um, I was really scared you were gonna screw me over and this is how you could have done it. And uh, every every game I play, I, I love the idea that uh, you you can only be as good as the people you're playing with. and if the people you're playing with, if, if you're not helping them get better, then you're not going to get better when you play against them. So, for example, uh, if I'm using impersonators against my friends, I pretty much shared most of my secrets and tells. And this is a, a trick I'll do with impersonators. And so my my friends are very, very good at fighting impersonators. So that's pushed <laughs> me to have to be get you know, better and better. And I'm just, you know, sharing the tricks and then they're developing really good defenses and, and vice versa. So, you know, as we, as we kind of screw each other over in the game, we immediately kind of reveal what the, the counterplays were. And then we, we build off that. And um, I've just, I've, I, everyone in our communities is pretty much of that same mindset. And um, I love that. Yeah, that's great. So going off of our outline a little bit, um, you you sort of mentioned the the organic growth that you went through, right? Going mm-hmm. from just asking questions to bringing more and more people in, and I I can remember I you know I remember very vividly early on in that chat and uh, how quickly it went from being Chris is asking a couple of questions to um, I look at the chat and there's 150 unread messages <laughs> and then you know I. I sort of check in for a minute, come back 10 minutes later. Oh God, there's 200 more. Um, and, uh, you know, I know eventually you switched to discord and we will get to that, but what was the moment where you shifted from seeing it as, you know, a place for you to learn and grow to, I want to build this community. How did that shift happen? Mm. I, I was talking to my wife the other day about how I'm really actually thankful for this, this little group that we've built up um, and everyone's contributed to it. But it, for me, just throughout the day, and we we're, we're all so busy and we're, we're all getting older and we're all having, you know, children or jobs or careers or significant others and all kinds of different responsibilities. It's not like um, my teenage years or my early twenties where I could just game for 14 hours and straight and, uh, I just lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> so, so where did it shift from the space of learning to the you building a community? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I realized that I was spending so much time in this chat and we all had these different responsibilities that kind of draw us away. Um, but anytime I had a, a spare moment, I was coming into the chat and I felt like other people were doing the same and it became this place for us to hang out. And though it kind of started as an infinity chat and it still is, tremendously infinity oriented, but, um, you know, we're, we're sharing memes, we're talking about different stuff. Uh, we've, we've kind of branched out and I feel at this point it's, you know, a group of online friends and, and having those, um, occasional, uh, get togethers that brought people together and, and seeing, you know, all these different faces from all these different events. It's like, Oh, here's two people from one tournament. Here's three people I grew up with, you know, here's a friend of theirs that I've only met once and having us all come together and everyone having a good time. Um, that was really kind of transformative for me. Okay. So, so I'm here and, and 
you know, I, I'm sure you've listened to other podcasts and, and heard that feeling, right? This is like the same thing that people describe when they talk about going to those big events in mm-hmm. Salt Lake or Portland or, you know, wherever it is, where where they see those people they see once or twice a year. And it is almost like a reunion, right? Where mm, these yeah. people you haven't seen for six months and it's, you know, a wonderful experience. Uh, and so it's kind of similar to that. Is that yeah, there's 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 some some great camaraderie and and there's people in the group who don't come around as often. They're they're more right. busy. Maybe they they show up for a game once every six months. And there's the people who are there, you know, most. You know, if we have like a monthly hangout, they're there almost every single time. So um, it is great when different heads show up and and uh, seeing different friends and and it is something to look forward to. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, you know, a couple, I guess, for. Uh, the listeners, so they follow our train of thought. Um, in building this community, I went with asking about failures and successes, basically, mm. right, is the outline. So what are some big lessons that you've you've had to take away? What are some, you know, things you've learned along the way, some some stumblings that you've you've come across and you know had to change direction or change what you were doing? Mm. Um, let's see. So I'll, I'll start with technology and then I'll, I'll talk about personality. So, um, technology. So for the longest time, like you said, it was the Facebook chat. And, um, at first it was, it was pretty sane and manageable and, um, it would, you know, flare up now and then and, uh, calm down for, for long periods of time. And as more and more people joined, um, it became more and more continuous. And, um, there's just tons of information that we shared in lists and pictures, but um, it did get kind of unwieldy. Um, and uh, just, you know, a lot of people in my group just kind of hate Zuckerberg and Facebook in general. And we're like, we're pretty much just using Facebook for this, um, which is funny. Like there's a lot of infinity players who just use Facebook now for infinity, um, yeah. which is great. But um, after talking to you know a lot of people in the group, um, there's a lot of recommendations for discord, which, you know, I've used before and um, it's, it's been great actually to move to discord. And I really wish that I had done it much sooner. There there's, there's hundreds of valuable posts. There were so many good links, so many um, game reports um, art, you know, paint jobs um, that, that were, that were shared in that Facebook chat that, yeah, you know, I, sometimes I will pull up the messenger just to go dig in to try to find stuff. But now with discord, um, it's just been so much easier to organize into all these different threads and kind of have that better archive of what's going on. Um, so, so that's one, one failure is that, um, I, I had a Facebook chat, basically, uh, you know, a single thread going for almost two years yeah. and, um, it was a great, it was a great pleasure and, um, I loved building it up. Um, but I probably should have thought maybe more community centric and less like us just hanging out in the chat and more about, you know, we really are a community. We really should try to put some backbone to our, our organization. Um, yeah. so there, there's that. Um, um, so with, with the technology yeah. and, and using discord, right. So, you know, we've seen quite a few discord infinity groups show up in the last, uh, I, I don't know, definitely since the pandemic started. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what you, you've got, I would say almost a dozen channels on on that yeah. Discord. Yeah. yeah. How do you decide to to add a channel in? What are the you know what are the criteria for? All right, this warrants a new whole place for discussion or posts. 
Um, how do you approach that management? So when I first spun up the Discord, I was basing it off of just, you know, two years of experience and where our conversations like the wander. So there was some obvious stuff like um, game reports. Mm -hmm. uh, our group is really big into play-by-plays. So when, you know, some of us can't get together that often, but hey, you know, two of the friends are coming together to play a match. We'll take, you know, 30, 40 pictures, almost every other order taking a picture, telling what dice were rolled, what were the target numbers, what were the results, uh, and just really uh, give people that feeling that they were there for like a, almost like a live stream of a match. Yeah. So uh, game reports was one. We love to share our paint jobs. So, you know, painting minis. Uh, we always have different stuff that we're hunting for. Each of us has, you know, their, their white whales of, of, of minis. So, you know, looking for minis, you know. Um, so we'd have threads where, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to a store. They have a infinity closing out sale. Uh, what what right. are you guys looking for? And then we have to wait, wait and the guys like waiting at the store for us <laughs> to respond and tell them what to actually go and look for. So I was like, okay, let's just pin some posts and everyone has their want list and bam, there it is. Um, and then our, our crew got really big into 3D modeling and 3D printing, um, yeah. customizing models and building whole tables. And so I, I built a section for that, just for 3D design and, and, and terrain. Uh, our team was really big into doing tabletop games, obviously during the pandemic and, and since then. So one for doing scheduling tabletop games and then also doing the play-by-plays there. Uh, are there any great links, great guides we come across, you know, stuff you want to reference for later? Well, we got a, got a section for that. Uh, we're trying to schedule actual get togethers. Well, there's, there's a room for that. Um, so it, it's just been kind of based on need. And then as, as I see the the group asking, you know, Hey, what do you think about this? Or um, I see everyone getting like interested in an event. Um, I'll see like, oh, you know, you look a third of us are going to an event. You know what? Let's create a channel just for this event. Let's just focus on play testing and, and practicing and, and discussing um, to get ready as a group. So, um, yeah, a lot of it's organic and a lot of it's kind of common sense. But I really do try to just look to uh, my friends to see what they're talking about, what we're interested in. Um, I do have a group that's uh, a channel that's just for memes. And yeah. uh, it's not just for infinity. And I'm sure you see it's one of our more popular channels. And um, mm -hmm. I actually really love that. And I, I love that it makes people comfortable sharing stuff. that isn't just infinity. And I feel that if people are just coming in and talking and, and talking about just anything in general, you're going to have more conversations about infinity too. So, yeah. kind of, you know, kind of make it into a place to hang out. So, uh, it doesn't have to be like, oh, hey, uh, if you're not talking infinity, if you're not sharing like the latest thing about your game, then take that you know elsewhere. Um, I kind of want us to just like shit post and goof around and have serious discussions all kind of in the same breath. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, any other big failures or things Let's you've learned see. along the way? So when we first started it was obviously kind of a group of friends and um, I got to know you fast and Paul was a good friend of mine. And then I brought in people I've known um, since like middle school and high school, and they brought in people they've worked with for multiple years and built friendships with. So um, early on, there was a lot of kind of the same, not clicks, but just same people who've known each other. And then as the community grew, it was a lot of, you know, singles and and you know um and duos kind of coming in like um oh these two friends i met at a tournament and they, oh it's like you know right when i play someone round one and they're they're super cool 
And then I play this one round three and they're super cool. Then I find out that round one guy and round three guy are, are good friends outside of the tournament. Well, great, you know, bring them both yeah. in. That makes sense. So, um, but I, I, as I brought in different people, you know, there are different personalities. I'd say 95% of the time, everyone's on the same page. But now that the group's grown to 16, 18 people, um, and we'll have maybe 10 different people on at a time sometimes. Um, just now and then we do have different thoughts that kind of uh, head budding or um, just real life um, politics and stuff just kind of creep in. And I try to stay back. I don't want to just come in with, you know, like the, the, the moderation. I do kind of watch and see how it plays out. And a lot of times I'll see that people are usually just, you know, of the same opinion and they're just wording things differently or yeah. they're saying two things that aren't actually contradictory and they're just two. <laughs> and then it's just like, well, you know, you know, this person's point is totally valid because A, B and C, but also in the complete opposite domain. So is this, and uh, it's just kind of funny calling that stuff out. But um, if I see that someone's getting, you know, a little upset or irked, I'll reach out to them either during the conversation privately or after the conversation, just make sure they're doing okay. Um, and, I, I wish I'd done maybe a little bit more of that just throughout and I, and just kind of taken it upon myself more to do that. And I, I guess maybe treat the community more as a, a true community in that sense again, and not just like a, a hangout group. But um, yeah, I, I think that we, we've had no one who's like left the group. No one has had like an actual serious argument with another person. And um, I've been just really happy of how things have played out. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um... All right. So no actual issues there, but I guess the point more so is just maybe a given. But as you add more heads to any group, the right. complexities of just everyday communication are going to increase with it. Right. And someday we'll have people outside of the Bay Area and then there will be differing political perspectives. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point, because as as you know, different as the group may feel, it's still people who are all within pretty much an hour and a half of each other in, in any given direction. Right, right. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like you've got kind of a lot of big picture stuff. Is this uh, a sort of level of management of people that you've done before? Are you used to working with large groups of people? Or is this something that you just do as, uh, you know, for fun in, in this instance? Uh, so, outside of like gaming and infinity, I do a lot of um, writing and editing and publishing. I've been on um, different magazines in, in lead editor roles, um, national, level, national level magazines, uh, printing presses, et cetera. Um, right now I'm actually building a new publishing collective and bringing in some winners from past contests that I've published to become judges and pick new winners and kind of keep passing the torch onward. Um, so I, I do just love bringing groups together. Um, any game I'm playing, I, I do love to, you know, just to poke around in the forums, but um, mostly just from the, the editing and writing side is, is my, my, my main background for this. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, any, anything come up uh, as we were talking for other failures or challenges or stumbling blocks? No, I, I have to say that I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about um, the group and how we all are and how I've been and et cetera, in a critical light. And 
I have mostly overwhelmingly positive feelings about how things have played out and the people that are in the group and how it plays out and what it means to me. So um, we're actually doing pretty good there. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Well then uh, what are, what are some of those things that, I mean, you know, it, it sounds like you're checking in a lot, right? You're, you're putting a lot of time into it. So what are the things that keep it rewarding and keep you engaged from a, a standpoint of managing and facilitating? So I, I, I pretty much am in that chat a couple times per day at the, you know, at the minimum, but um, I like to try to have, you know, different outlets to stir up conversation. And um, one thing that we've kind of started this year, which I really love is, is goals, kind of like New Year's resolutions, having yeah. all the people in the group call out, what are some things you want to work on, some skills you want to develop, some factions you want to play. Um, so, so that's been really rewarding too. Um, I do love seeing everyone just kind of power up and as people keep playing with each other just the overall skill level of the group just keeps rising and um i just love seeing everyone just get better and enjoy the game more because of it um yeah everyone's just sharing good information with each other um and uh, just trying to stir up conversations so um a, a big thing for us is um and this is this is kind of from my real-time strategy background is i love uh, here's, here's a good example, StarCraft. If a strategy in a matchup is very effective and suddenly say like Protoss keeps doing the same thing and now they're beating Terran uh, 75% of the time in the tournament. Terran doesn't turn around and say, oh my God, Protoss is overpowered. Um, this is just unfair. There's, there's, they, they say, okay, this is a problem. This is a strategy they're doing. What do we need to do as a community to adapt? You know, what do we need to change? Um, there has to be an answer, uh, even if it's a if it, even if it's a dramatic one. But what is that answer? And, and let's play test towards it. So, uh, it sometimes in the group, you know, someone might get a little upset. They're like, "Oh my god, I just lost to um, you know the, the Volstock Link, uh, the Nomads, uh, that ODD monster. You know, um, yeah. no way to defeat it. Or uh, you know, ha, ha, Death Cannon." And then you know, people start weighing in and and like, "Hey, you know, actually that thing's pretty pretty weak against." It's all that ODD doesn't matter. Or hey, you know, if you can get in there with um, some CC or an impersonator, like that's another really effective tactic. Or sneaking up behind it using parachutes or, or combat jumps. And um, someone talks about like, oh my god, the the Overwatch MSV two is too powerful. It just guards the objectives. You know, what do I do? And then we start looking at toolboxes. Like not everyone has a clip smoke, obviously, but looking at cautious move, looking at ways they can focus on the objective instead of fighting the overwatch um just adapting their play style bringing different tools you lost to a tag well let's look at your list and see if you even had the the right way to deal with it in the first place and um it's not that oh my omg tag is op it's like okay what what can we do to uh change with the changes in the meta so okay and you know those those conversations are happening and i think to a certain extent infinity itself encourages that right it is a very complex game there's a lot of ways you can approach it it hasn't um, been solved like it's not right. like chess where people have been sitting right. there studying an opening for 600 years and now we just objectively know what's right what's wrong and right that's the right. thing i love about infinity is there's even at the highest levels there's dissent on oh this profile's trash it's like well another pro is actually kicking your ass with it so you right. know anyway so uh you know, we've we've seen corners of the internet devolve into that 
that complaining, right? Oh, this faction or this unit or this link or whatever it is, is too powerful. I can't do anything about it. It's broken. CB needs to adjust, you know, the stats of the games, yeah, right? Yeah. How do you, how do you steer the conversation away from that? How do you keep it that, that engaged problem solving, get other players to weigh in with, well, have you tried? I think it's really helpful that as the meta's grown, we've thankfully, and and this is probably some of the the, the fate helping us, but um, we have a really good coverage of all the factions. And hmm. with that, you have all these different play styles. You have all these different ways that people approach the game. And um, there might be like a panel way of thinking, and that might be applicable to a lot of other type of factions, you know, coming from the, the panel pro. But um, having just all these different perspectives, there, there, no one, there's, there's no strategy that's been presented that, that no one, everyone's just been stumped. Like, yep, I guess you just, you just pack up your bags. Once you, you see that unit on the table, like someone that has at least a handful of successful experiences and they'll share that. And from those experiences, like the thing I love about infinity is on one hand, yeah, all the, the profiles are different. The, the factions are different, but as, as we know, like so much of the factions in the game is identical with just slight tweaks of numbers. Mm-hmm. So, um, if your opponent is listing his specific hacker skirmisher, um, you may not have that, but you you have a you have a, a, a four deploy hacker, and you can do a marker state, and there's certain lessons apply. And your opponent's talking about how he's dealing with uh, someone's like camo tag, and you might not be fighting that particular camo tag, but camo tags in general are going to have different types of uh, strategy to apply against them. So, just I, I love when people when two factions I don't play discuss an interaction and I find a takeaway that applies to my own style or people I've played against. Yeah, definitely. Um, as a, as a moderator, uh, if, if that conversation, and I mean, you know, this is just one place that it could happen, but Mm -hmm. you've talked about, uh, you know, real mild interpersonal conflicts, um, or in the case of just griping and complaining, at what point, and it sounds like you haven't had to do it yet, but at what point do you think you consider stepping in, right? I mean, it's probably that that pull a person aside, send a private message like, hey, what's going on? You doing okay? Um, at what point in escalation do you say, well, I got to boot this person or I got to yeah. ask them to step away for a few days? How does How does that look in your mind? Just a lot of just keeping a pulse on the conversation. And a lot of times someone might be hurt and everyone kind of weighs in and either gives them some assurance like, oh, God, yeah, you got screwed on the dice, man. You just got, right. oh, you got crit four times in a row. That's that's fucking absurd. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. You know, and, you know, nine times out of 10, people do get their reassurance from just they share their, their bad feels. People come in with consolation or they share a, a similar situation that happened to them. And uh, and usually that improves. But if, if I see someone who's who's getting sour or staying sour, I usually do reach out to them um, privately. And I, I will understand. I'll try to understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, I'll see what it is, what they've been kind of, you know, venting about and try to just talk to them directly about it. And and, you know this now of course has nothing to do with infinity and just general right. people skills, but you know, right. you hearing them out, not just being like, Oh God, why are you <laughs> upset? You know, but, but trying to listen to them be like, you know what? I do understand. Like if you do have 
that kind of play style that you like to do, that that one unit actually would be kind of rough for you to deal with. And yeah, if you're not changing your way dramatically, like that would be really effective against you. And it is kind of a shame that you would have to bring a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't normally do to to beat that. But you know, you have those options there. Let's keep that in mind. And usually again, more than nine times out of 10, people get cheered up by that too. So um, knowing when a person's pretty much not um, improving, um, and just trying to reach out and a lot of it's just trying to be a good friend and be a, just a good yeah. human being to people. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. No tricks. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah. Any other successes, feel good moments? Let's see. Let's see. Um, I really love the play by plays. I really love that we've all shared so much of the um, greatest finds that we've had in our different factions lists that are doing really well for us, kind of tipping our hand to each other. Um, When I play with my friends, um, I love the sportsmanship of, um, Hey, you know, here's my list. And if you studied and obsessed over my army, you would know from the profiles and the whip roll that only these two units could possibly be my lieutenant. Um, it, it, like we'll, we'll tell each other ballpark points. You know, uh, I won't tell you like, oh, that, that's twenty six points, but um, I might tell you like, oh, you know, let's you know mid twenties. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll break it down for you. Um, if I'm running some camo um, and I have like um, a mixture, I'm playing I'm playing assassins against somebody, and I have my mimetism minus three camos explicit and i have my no mimetism camos explicit i'll call to uh, uh, hey are you familiar with assassins oh you're not okay so um i, I don't have libertos and uh the only limited camo i have is a unit called a Daylani. and nine times right. out of ten it has a Panzerfaust. so right. if i were you i would suspect that these are that unit and as for these you know mimetisms it's it's more than likely going to be my Farzan. And let me talk to you about what a Farzan usually has. It has like a shotgun. It has mines. Sometimes it's a specialist. You know, so I don't have to tip the full hand, but I'll still just give them a good right. feel. Um, we'll ask each other like, um, uh, hey, does your faction have any, you know, like hidden deploy? And someone will be like, yeah, I have no hidden deploy. I have uh, no combat jump. I have a single parachute. Uh, what could that parachute guy have? Oh, well, he can come with like an SMG or he can be a specialist. He can come up with a spitfire. Like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll draw attention to like, if you were, you know, um, we do the whole deploy, you know, what have I deployed? And we'll, we'll discuss, you know, what the numbers are. Um, you know, if you're paying attention, I have 11 models in my group one. It's like, yeah. ah, you know, one's mine, you know, or, or you know, shenanigans, yep. um, stuff like that. So just all that good sportsmanship um, yeah. means that it's not just that I'm playing with a bunch of players that we've just kind of, you know, gathered together, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with friends and I'm, I'm learning about the game at the same time. So. Yeah, I, I have to admit every time I see moments where people are complaining about, you know, somebody's looking at my army or somebody's, trying to catch me in a thing i don't know i i just playing the game where you are open with the things that your opponent would know mm-hmm. right i mean i've i've you know for the last two years i haven't played too much on tts because it just wasn't really my thing and it's so it's yeah. right and so instead i just obsessed over army and built army yeah. you know lists and armies i don't play i don't have right. and uh so i've had moments where 
you know, people have brought stuff to the table and they put out their stuff. And I said, Oh yeah, I think you got two AD troops in there. And they'll look at me and go, how do you know that? It's like, well, I, I spent too much time building lists. That's, and, and I don't like the idea of putting stuff on the table and my opponent, you know, I have no idea what's going on. Right. Because then it's not a game because we're not feel like engaging. You, we want, we want to have a, a, interesting interactive strategic duel and if my opponent just doesn't even know that a rule exists in the game um you 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 just feel like a jackass like like i went to a tournament and um i think it's it's firefight but it's the one where parachutes can just come into Mm -hmm. the deploy and my opponent didn't know that that was or just forgot that that was a opponent of the mission so my rajik spitfire just walks on the board and proceeds to just kind of go down the line and backshot all these different isolated troops and um it, it felt really bad because you know I, i'm playing the game and i i wish the opponent and the opponent kind of knew the rules but he mm-hmm. also was unclear on it and uh, it just feels bad and it, you know surprising people with like van zant when they have no idea that he exists right like, right you, you you shouldn't be patting yourself on the back like oh <laughs> I, I outplayed him there yeah so right. uh, anyway yeah yeah, so I, I could see fostering that that sort of open attitude being really important to maintaining a strong community. Yeah, you you don't want negativity, you don't want jadedness, you don't want stuff to fester, um, you don't want sore subjects to just kind of show up and sour the mood. So it probably takes more work to like all things address something at the core and talk about it and find the answer to it rather than just sweep it away or say, don't bring that up again. Like, um, um, I, you know, I also someone who complains about, you know, camo spam. Oh my God, what do I do right. against all that camo spam? And like, obviously camo spam is a very powerful strategy. No one's camo is one of these, the strongest um, mainstream abilities. So yeah, fighting 16 camo markers, that's really rough, but rather than just be like, you know, be quiet. You can be camo spam. You know, you have to break it down and go through the steps and talk about, well, you know, camo is costing them more and they're generally BS 11s and 12s with no armor and one wound. And they really don't want you to make them have to reveal. They want to decline. They want you to dump orders into discovering them. So don't discover them, you know, focus on the objectives, force them to have to come out, like doing all that work of having to explain it. Like, yeah. It, it takes more time. Hey, charge a motorcycle into the middle of their DZ, right. confront like six of their camo tokens at once. And if anyone activates, you splash a shotgun across four more of them, you know? Right. Um, so sometimes you have to repeat some of that stuff, but again, people understand how to fight the strategy. It's not just like OMG camo spam auto lose, or just get good. Like all that, all that stuff is, is very negative. And it kind of comes back to, again, you, you want to have a, a group of friends. You want to have people, getting better if you want to encourage people um yeah just just common sense stuff yeah cool um so what was the what was the moment you knew that your community was was in the place you wanted it to be i mean you know obviously we want it to grow more we want it to Mm -hmm. to expand better players bring yourselves up right but what, what was the moment where you felt like yeah this is a community i've i've got it it was, I think you, you spoke to it earlier, but just having, um, I've, I've done like a 14 person event now in my backyard and a 16 person event as well, um, between, you know, the backyard and the garage and, um, just having all these different people who've just been kind of accumulated in a chat and 
having a bunch of different names in a chat talking is is excellent. Like I love, like you said, logging in and seeing like, oh my God, there's been 200 messages since I you know checked, you know, four hours ago, I've been at work or something, but um, actually making an event. And at first it was just like, we had six of us come together. I remember like the first time we had six people come over and it's like, oh my God, we're going to do three random pairings and everyone puts a, you know, a die in and we, we, we pull them out and, and, and do pairings and you don't know who you're going to get matched against. It's like, oh my God. Um, instead of just like, you know, me and a friend are going to play and we know each other's right. factions ahead of time. So doing that six person, doing an eight person, then it became, you know, a 14 person event. And then just recently did a the 16 person event. It was great. was, um, we had like four to five other people in the group who weren't able to make it and we still had the full 16. So like we could have gone even bigger, um, yeah. you know, space allowing, but um, just, just looking um, in my, in my backyard and just seeing all these different friends from all these different events, and all these different time periods, just all like laughing and being like, Oh my God, I've talked to you for months and now I'm finally putting a face to the name. Um, that, yeah. that just really felt awesome. And, and I was just like, okay, we've done it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, how are you, uh, uh, I guess between the pandemic, right. You know, I, we're, mm-hmm. we're sort of seeing things open up and more things are happening in person, but um, what are you seeing that's different now how are you keeping that community going knowing that you know people have in a lot of ways more stuff going on right they're not sitting at home bored working from home checking their phones all the time how do you keep that engagement what are you doing for in-person events are you doing like a weekly game night or what's that look like yeah um so in terms of just trying to keep people together um Every Thursday I have just like a, uh, it's, it's an open invite. Anyone can come, but usually that ends up being about, you know, two to four people will swing by. And just as a, as a, as a quick um, errata on uh, uh, your, your comment about, um, you know, Livermore, um, we do have like three or four people who, who live here in Livermore, but um, now of the group of, you know, it's grown to about, you know, 20-ish people. Um, we're, we're spread out. So I really have to hand it to people. Like people are again, driving from Santa Cruz. It's like an hour, hour and a half. People are driving down from like, you know, in your case, you know, Hercules or, or Richmond or, or Oakland or, or, um, barding across from San Francisco. So, um, it really has, even though, um, I'm hosting a lot of times in the, in the, in the backyard here in Livermore. And some of us do live here. Um, it does really feel like a Bay area group. Um, it really has that kind of widespread. So um, I've I've really enjoyed that as well. And um, yeah, I I would say that I I like to do check-ins with people. I like to have those online conversations. Uh, The Thursday nights where people get together, we'll do those play-by-plays I was talking about. And then about once a month, I'll do like a Saturday game day, um, you know, line it up with my, my family and, um, uh, just have people come out for most of the day, do one or two games, again, do some random pairings and share stories, um, do some corrupt camaraderie afterwards, share a bunch of pictures. So um, we'll have people who can only come out once every six months or so, but by having them in the, hey, what list are you looking at? And sharing with them all the you know, the gameplay that we're doing and everyone like, you know, cringing when the, the bad crit happens in the, the play-by-play chat and that kind of stuff. Um, it does kind of keep people involved. So Yeah. All right. 
from a, a digital side, how what's your what's your time limit on how long the chat can be quiet before you start throwing stuff out? I know it's pretty consistently active now, but is there sort of a threshold? Yeah, I mean, I'm I pretty much do a little check-in daily, but um, it doesn't have to necessarily be just like rumbling along um, full speed. So I'll, I'll probably wait no no more than two days. If things are a little quiet, I might spin up a conversation or ask people what they're working on or um, just little stuff, even just like, hey, everyone, happy Friday, uh, weekend plans. And, you know, people start talking about their real life then people start talking about infinity, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, there's, there's a lot of ways to to organically um hang out with your friends and chat yeah um how do you uh how do you keep yourself motivated to do that i just really enjoy the community that we've built and i think that if we were just kind of pulling in um every person we collided with um we probably would have burned out a while ago or we'd have more conflict or stuff like that but just um Having just like a, a little bit of vetting has been really helpful, but um, just just checking in on people and um, and thinking, you know, I, I, I do really like you know talking to someone for a couple months sometimes before I bring them into the chat and try to get to know people. So um, I think those are all like really, really helpful to the experience. OK. Um, what about. Uh, OK, so when you're bringing in new players, it's not. It's not like you met somebody once and and they're in. You wanna you are keeping that group. You you are mindful of who's joining your group. Yeah, yeah, and okay. it, it's like as long as we're having if I, if I had to be you know, a positive interaction with them, or I don't have to I don't have to have you know, met them or mm-hmm. necessarily talk to them for a while. If someone's just like, hey, you know, my little brother or hey, one of my close friends is thinking about joining the game, just just plug them in. You know, we'll we'll have a lot of people just be hey, just bring them in. So. Um, it's not like it's a it's necessarily like closed doors in that sense, right, but right. Um, on the flip side, I also don't advertise it. So yeah, 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 that makes sense. Okay. Um, knowing that you've got Santa Cruz and Oakland, Richmond, you've got San Francisco not too far away, uh, and and there are, I mean, you know, obviously not as much now, but there were regular tournaments there, and I know Santa Cruz has been. Uh, Poly Nikes has been keeping things pretty strong and consistent down there. Uh, what what would you do differently if you didn't have a tournament scene? Let's say you lived in, you know, a rural state or or you were in an area that didn't have infinity. I apologize, but oh, I actually yeah. need to step aside for a moment. I'll, All I'll right, we'll take a break right there. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, and we're back. Who knows for the listeners if that was thirty seconds? Could have been a week. Could have been a month. We'll never know. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so where we left off, we were uh, just starting to ask about, um, you know, you have tournament scenes nearby, uh, right. especially Santa Cruz has been really consistent and there's right. you know, all the way up to San Rafael. But if you live somewhere different, right, for a listener who's out somewhere where there is no infinity community mm. yet, how do you, you know, how do you see that going differently? So... I know there's all kinds of uh, opinions on the forums, so I'm not really going to touch that because I only just kind of dabble with the forums. But, um, you know, there's a lot of Facebook groups going back to that thing that discussed earlier about how um, 
Facebook has just become my infinity social media platform. Right. Um, but uh, I, I follow semi closely the Toha and Hakazalam groups. And, um, you know, pretty much every sectorial or, or faction, at the very least, has a dedicated Facebook group within them. And, of course, the main infinity group is just all kinds of different stuff. But in the um, sectorial driven groups, uh, there usually are like the same five to seven heads that are really weighing in heavily on the conversation, you know, go figure. But um, I've found like, especially maybe this is just the, the well-mannered people of Hawk Islam, but um, I've, I've found a lot of different Hawk players are very friendly, very willing to um, you know, discuss and, and share. And um, I remember when I was just kind of, again, starting, I was, I did my, I was preparing for my very first tournament and I posted in the Hawk Islam group, you know, going to my first tournament, doing limited insertion because I don't feel comfortable with analysis paralysis. Here's my two baggy lists. Like, here's the missions. What do you guys think? And um, I had this guy from the Philippines um, who just came in and started giving me just tons and tons of really excellent advice. And he checked in on me after the tournament and he asked me about like my game report and um, he just gave me a whole bunch of very useful information. Like I remember, um, he, for example, opened my eyes to, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Rama and I'm like, oh, Rama, they don't have any reach. And he's talking about how like, oh, the Nahab is Rama's fide. And like, something just clicked in my head, like, oh my God, like it doesn't have to have impersonation to be that, you know, th- you know, low 30 point assassin, CC smoke coming in the opponent's deploy um, using that kind of scalpel and, and just kind of opening my eyes to different link combinations, et cetera. But um, I'm pretty sure that if you just reach out to some of these faces, you know, start posting your own threads in those Facebook groups, a lot of people, the, the infinity group really has lots of people who want to weigh in and help you. And I, um, you know, there, there's, there's people complaining that maybe the, the, general negativity is growing but i still think it's a overwhelmingly positive community and most people are, are secretly have a bit of inner hawk islam in them they want to get better they want to uh, you know we all love infinity um we all care about the things we care about and want to know more about them or do better at them so um it is kind of beautiful just all the different countries coming together and um i think it's kind of rare to have a game where you have so much international uh, opinion and, and different metas and, and different thoughts so yeah definitely yeah that's great so keep that keep that conversation going online as you're as you're building up keep different voices involved as much as possible so you're hearing from different perspectives Definitely. And, and everyone wants to just share different lists with each other and, and ask questions and how has that been working out for you? And have you considered that? And um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good community for sure. Cool. Uh, and uh, I'm going to blindside you with this because I just thought of it, but Ruh-roh. you know, as we get to last thoughts, uh, if you were, if, if someone were, looking to start their community if they wanted to to get things going whether that was just going to be you know their their five to ten friends and get them started online or they want to start doing events and and i know you you know you've done a couple of events right so Mm -hmm. it's not really your area but what are what are three to five things you would give as a, a quick rundown of bullet points for a new community builder hmm um I think taking care of just some of the basic human stuff so you can focus on the game is really helpful. So 
if I'm having people come together, I usually take care of food. Um, I'll have people kind of kick in and have food and drink covered. So um, that's really important. Um, having just some general etiquette rules. Um, the first kind of event I hosted, I was just kind of willy nilly about it. But the second event I did, I actually had a list of, you know, five or six things I, I wanted everyone to discuss. And, you know, hey, when you're rolling your dice, roll them where your opponent can see them. And hey, don't scoop them, um, you know, before your opponent can see them. And just just calling out some basic stuff and and making sure everyone was on the same page about you know discrepancies between ITS and Comlog and um, just kind of talking through all that kind of stuff. So um, having some of the how your meta handles stuff, if you just kind of condense that, I think that's good to have. Um, let's see, let's see. You you having a group it doesn't have to be Discord, it doesn't have to be Facebook Messenger, but just getting any kind of thing going together where you're all just sharing your thoughts on a semi-regular basis. I think that's just a kind of a first step. And, um, you know, for so many of these games, it's, 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 it's really lonely to do it on your own. And um, even though this game is a, you know, one-on-one -on -one game, so you're not playing with like huge groups of people at a time. Um, I still think, uh, you know, just, just getting people sharing their observations and the cool stuff they're discovering is, is, is the fast track to just getting better in general. Yeah. I love it. All right. Any uh, last thoughts or shout outs? Um, huge thanks to you for uh, doing this interview with me. I'm very flattered. Um, uh, and, you know, huge thanks to you for the mentoring when I was starting Infinity. It's, uh, it's been a great joy. And a lot of the way that I you know, view that kind of gentleman approach to the game is, is based in part by um, the mentoring that Paul and you gave me. So uh, big shout out there. Um, much love to everybody, of course, in my garage meta chat. Um, love being in the conversation with you guys and every day just having you all uh, weighing in and, and making me laugh and doing absurd shit and uh, us just kind of all growing together over these years. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, huge thanks to Polly Nikes and Joel Traveler um, from their different respective, you know, Bay Area communities. Both have been super welcoming to me and both of them are you know running their own much larger metas i'm just kind of you know drawing on different people here and there and getting some, some friends together but um you know they actually have you know true you know huge metas and run regular tournaments and all that kind of stuff so uh, big props to them i've you know learned a lot from watching them so um yeah uh, uh, yeah big thanks to the infinity community in general too Cheers. awesome well, thanks for coming on and doing this with me. It's a, it's been a pleasure. And uh, of course, thank you listeners for sticking around. If you made it this long mm -hmm. and, you know, hopefully I'll catch you next time on whatever zany project I come up with next. <laughs>